0: Download the Viator app now and use code VIATOR10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Welcome back Buffalo Bills fans. It's Matt Warren, editor-in-chief at buffalorumblings.com and the host of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. We are through the you know first couple waves, I guess you would say, of NFL free agency. We're about to hit the month of April, which is about to change our focus from free agency to the 2021 NFL Draft. We've got Pro Days going on, looking at lots of different options for the Buffalo Bills. Um, As always, you can call in and leave your questions for us as we make that transition and beyond at 716-508-0405. You can tweet us at Q and A with the word and spelled out in the middle. Email us, buffalorumlings at sbnation.com. Facebook messages and Instagram messages to the official Buffalo Rumlings account will make their way to me as well. We always look forward to interacting with fans and this is one of the ways we do it so thanks for leaving your questions for our upcoming episodes at one of those many different options we've got some great questions this week as we're into that kind of you know weird in between space of the off season where some people still want to talk about free agency some people are all in on the nfl draft and we cover it all as we put a bow on that free agency stuff Um, I wanted to talk about a couple different positions that folks have been uh, complaining about a little bit, or at least these are like the random questions I'm getting in the comments section of Buffalo Rumblings or um, just in my interactions with other people. And defensive end is the biggest one. Um, I wrote an article um, earlier this week on Monday about how the Bills have this looming pass rusher problem in 2022 because Mario Addison and Jerry Hughes are both playing on expiring contracts in 2021. And then after that, the Bills only have Daryl Johnson and AJ Epinesa, um, at least uh, for guys that played for them last year. They have F.A. Obata, who is also on a one year deal as well. So, I mean, st- still wouldn't count in that conversation. So the Bills do have a looming pass rusher problem. Um, I would expect them to address that two different ways um, by probably signing a free agent a year from now, but also drafting somebody in 2021 to be ready to step into a bigger role in 2022, kind of like AJ Finessa was drafted in 2020, but they didn't necessarily expect him to start week one. They brought him along as the season went on so that they could count on him more as the season went on, but also in 2021 when Trent Murphy was going to be a free agent and uh, they knew that Mario Addison and Jerry Hughes were going to be aging out. So that's um, a couple different scenarios. I also think that they should extend Jerry Hughes for one season uh, beyond 2021. I think he's a leader on the team. He was a captain last year and uh, has not shown any signs of slowing down. So giving him, you know, a a salary contract with a little bit of a pay bump um, in 2021 doesn't really hurt anything. Um, I, I don't think he would cost too much. I don't think it would be prohibitive for the amount of play he's done. So, That defensive end room is kind of where we've been discussing a lot this week. And if you look at uh, Anthony Marino's Mock Draft Monday, where he goes around uh, to all the different mock drafts around the uh, NFL mock draft verse, uh, you can see that a lot of mock drafters agree with that sentiment that the Bills are maybe likely to go defensive end at number 30. You can check out both of those articles over at buffalorumblings.com. Uh, from Anthony and uh, from me, and go we'll comment there as well. There's a lot of comments on that defensive end piece because people think that the Bills should have addressed it this off season. And while I don't disagree with that, um, I, that was the number one priority I had in my mock off season. Uh, the Bills clearly didn't, and at this point in the game, it's looking more unlikely that they're going to be able to. Uh, they made a run at Jaron Reed. Over the weekend after he was released by the Seattle Seahawks, but uh, he ended up signing with the Kansas City Chiefs. So they're going to be looking for guys that are released in salary cap moves or um, you know maybe who some of the guys that are left out there right now are going to take a discount to come to Buffalo. Uh, but even then, it's guys that have been on the market for weeks and weeks and weeks. So, I mean, how much of an upgrade uh, can they be at this point? So lots of questions surrounding the defensive end position you should uh, check out those articles and go comment over at buffalorumleagues.com. Let's get into your questions now. Joe uh, Pelletieri sent us an email where he's looking beyond just the scope of the Buffalo Bills and said the Patriots have loaded up in free agency. Uh, For a short moment, Miami had two picks in each of 2020, 21, 22, 23, before finishing with a total of seven first-round picks in 4 years after now they just traded up are we looking at a slugfest in the v- division for 5 years or maybe this is a question for 3 years from now depending on how Miami's picks go yeah i've been keeping an eye out on the rest of the division as you know most bills fans have i'm not really worried about the patriots this year they still have no answer at quarterback um, and even if they trade for Jimmy Garoppolo as a lot of people are suggesting which i don't think is going to happen this offseason Um, I do think the San Francisco 49ers are going to want to keep Jimmy G one more year uh, to try and see if they can make a run uh, before that rookie quarterback is ready. So um, I I look at the Patriots roster and I just, I don't know how they're going to score points uh, against the Buffalo bills or enough points against the Buffalo bills with Cam Newton as their quarterback, or at least this version of Cam Newton as their quarterback. The guy is clearly past his prime um so I, I I'm not really worried about the Patriots. Uh the Miami Dolphins, if Tua takes a step forward this season, could definitely be in play for um making noise in the division and uh making a playoff run. They had a nice run last year. Um it kind of defied expectations a little bit. Um they found some teams on on down Weeks. They they were able to score a lot of points with their defense and special teams, which is not sustainable. And so, you know, it was kind of a flash in the pan type of deal. Um, And so I wasn't worried about them last year, but as you said, they keep adding talent, they keep getting bites at the apple. And so even if they miss, uh, you just said seven first round picks over the course of four years, even if they miss on, you know, a couple of them, they still have a lot of talent um, on that roster uh, following the trade of Laramie Tunsil, just to kind of set them up for years and years and years to come. So I think the Dolphins are the team to watch out for, but it all rests on Tua now. Um, they don't have Ryan Fitzpatrick there anymore. They, I think it's Jacoby Brissett is their backup, their veteran backup now. And, you know, if, if Tua takes a step forward, that team can be very dangerous in, in 2021. Uh, you know, Josh Allen's been very, very good against the Miami Dolphins throughout his career, um, but that's only two games a season. And so if, you know, the Dolphins are are doing a really nice job beating everybody else, then you know they're going to be in the mix whether Buffalo beats them or not. So um, obviously those games are going to become critically important, and the Bills seem to be doing well against the Miami Dolphins. But you know, the Dolphins are the team to watch right now in the AFC East outside of Western New York. Uh, you, you see what's going on with the Jets, and it's kind of all over the place. Are they going to trade Sam Darnold? Are they going to take a quarterback uh, in the first round of the 2021 NFL draft and start over? What's going to happen um, in New Jersey? Uh, they're the biggest question mark, um, so I don't really worry about them. Just like I'm really not worried about the Patriots, even though they spent a ton of money on a pair of tight ends and you know other positions, they still have to get the ball to those guys. And um, I'm not sure if Cam Newton is up to the task. So thanks for the question in our email inbox, Buffalo Rumblings at sbnation.com. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to grab some coffee. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after with some more questions from you.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience
1: all right one bit of news that broke uh late monday the buffalo bills stadium has a new name uh the bills have sold the naming rights to Bill, what was known as bill's stadium last season after new era pulled out of their agreement um the stadium is now going to be called Highmark stadium um Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield Stadium, I guess, is the long term for it. Um, we're just going to call it the Shield, right? And we're going to put Josh Allen in a Captain America garb with, like, Cap Shield and everything. Uh, that's, that, that's how we're going to roll, right? I'm just checking to make sure before I, like, fully commit to this bit that we're all going to just call it the Shield because that's pretty awesome. Um, not Shield as in strategic homeland, yada, 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 but the Shield. Um, so I'm just I'm kind of worried because of what's going on in Falcon and Winter Soldier with the new Captain America. Like I don't want to put like all that pressure on on Josh Allen, but I think I think we're okay with it. So um hit me up on Twitter at and QA. Let me know if if you're gonna call it the SHIELD or if you still call it the Ralph or Rich Stadium or whatever. Uh because I'm very interested in how Bill's fans are gonna to react to the new naming rights deal. Um, it was really easy to call it the cap for a while. Um, so that kind of goes along with Captain America anyway, too. So just just, just send me your tweets. Uh, we can figure that out over the course of the next couple months uh, until the Bills play in Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield Stadium. All right. We've got a voicemail question coming in at 716-508-0405. You can always leave those Voicemails twenty four hours a day, seven days a week.
0: What's going on, man? This is Julian Cologne again from Buffalo, New York. Got another question that just popped up to me. Um, should we be worried about Cole Beasley and his broken fibula? I know uh he was able to play through it in the playoffs and uh I'm just wondering, should we be worried possibly? Just uh I want to get your thoughts on that one too. Thank you, man.
1: Thanks for calling into our voicemail line, 716-508-0405. I'm not worried about Cole Beasley's leg injury from uh, late this season. It's going to be fully healed by the time training camp starts. Um, it's not one of those nagging injuries uh, that we you know, sometimes worry about with with players, especially wide receivers that you know have to worry about their speed in their you know, 30s like Cole Beasley is right now. Um, especially like you said, because he played through it in the playoffs. I, I mean, if, if that was a you know week two game, I don't think he would have been playing on a broken leg, but with, you know, what was on the line, he, he decided to cut it out. And with, with the time off that the bills are going to have, you know, in February, March, April, um, and into May, like you might see him limited in some of the early off season stuff, but I mean, that thing's going to be fully healed by the time he takes a hit. So it doesn't worry me at all. Um, I don't think that the Bills change their free agency plans because of it either. Um, I think Emmanuel Sanders subbing in for the John Brown role um, is a pretty clean break, uh, no pun intended, with the broken leg. Um, but it, you know, the what they've done this off is is kind of reload. Um, but it still would appear that Cole Beasley is going to have a very large role on this offense in 2021. So thanks for your question over at our voicemail line at 716-508-0405. Back to Twitter, where Wolf of M asks us, did Stefan Diggs level up or did he just get a better quarterback? I feel like Stefan has always been great. In 2019, Stefan Diggs had 63 receptions for 1,130 yards, six touchdowns and 75 yards per game. In 2022, he doubled his reception total to 127. He had 1,500 yards and eight touchdowns at 96 yards per game to lead the NFL in receptions and receiving yards. He had five plays of 40-plus yards, which tied for fourth in the NFL. He had 20 plays of over 20 yards. 69 of his catches resulted in first downs, I actually think like most things in the NFL, it's a multi-pronged answer. Um, so look at his, looking at his target numbers in 2020, he was targeted 166 times the most of his career. Um, so just the fact that he was a focal point of the offense made his numbers a lot better. Um, Josh Allen's willingness to push the ball down the field as well is another thing that, first of all, I've always loved about him. Uh, Even when I wasn't thrilled with some of the things that he was doing elsewhere, I always loved that on third and 17, the guy would go for 17 yards. And, you know, he would always try to get that first down. Um, So Josh Allen's ability to push the ball down the field, I think, really helped. Um, Also, the fact that they were just like really keen on making him a central focus of the offense. You know, they wanted to make sure that he was happy. They wanted to feed him the ball. And I think all of that kind of led to Diggs leveling up. I also think that he was really motivated in 2021 to prove that, you know, the Vikings made a mistake uh, by getting rid of him. And so all of that kind of came together um, for Stephon Diggs' career season, his all-pro season. Um, so I do think that a lot of it was quarterback and a lot of it was Brian Dable and a lot of it was Stefan Diggs' So to answer the question, did, did Stefan Diggs level up or did he just get a quarterback? I think it's both. And I also think he got a better offensive coordinator. So I know that's like kind of a cop-out answer, but I, I do think Stefan Diggs did truly level up and play, you know, with a chip on his shoulder in 2021 and the Bills fed him the ball and Josh Allen pushed the ball down the field. And it's kind of a you know, amalgamation of all of those things. Thanks for your question over on Twitter. Wolf of M at Buff Rumblings. Before we go, I wanted to direct your attention over to a few things over at buffalorumblings.com. First, our free agency tracker has rumors, signings, analysis, contract details, really everything you need to know about the guys that the Bills have been interested in or signed, but also the guys that have departed the Buffalo Bills. So make sure you check that out. It's pinned near the top of our homepage over at buffalorumblings.com. We'll be doing a similar pinned post for all of our NFL draft coverage starting April 1st. So make sure you head over to BuffaloRumlings.com to check that out. Also, we've been doing regular YouTube live shows. Go over to youtube.com, search Buffalo Rumblings, and subscribe over there so you don't miss any of our shows uh, with Joe Miller, J. Spencer King, Bruce Nolan, um, I'll hop on there from time to time. Anthony Marino has been hopping on there from time to time. We've got lots of great content coming to our YouTube page this offseason, especially around uh, free agency and the draft. Uh, we kicked off really the relaunch of our YouTube channel around the opening week of free agency when we had, I think it was five shows and five nights. And then, of course, we'll be covering the draft like nobody else as well. So make sure you go to YouTube.com slash buffalo rumblings also on our twitter page uh pinned at the top there we have two new t-shirt designs from breaking tea uh you can get either josh allentown or or welcome to allentown i guess is the the actual text on the shirt and there's also the he's a runner no he's a passer uh with josh allen right in the middle of that throwing a bomb um off his uh off kilter uh, throw that he made. uh, I think it was against the Denver Broncos earlier this season. Both of those designs are licensed by the NFL PA, which is why we can use Josh Allen's name. So make sure you go over and uh, check out that stuff over on it's right pinned right at the top of our Twitter feed. And I'll put a link in the show notes as well. If you want to get either of those shirts, I ordered a uh, welcome to Allentown hoodie. Um, It looks pristine. Um, Breaking Tea does a really nice job for us over there, so you can go check out those designs as well. That's gonna do it for this week's episode. Um, thank you to everyone who sent in questions for this week. You can send in yours for next week and beyond at the voicemail line at 716-508-0405. You can tweet us at rumlings q and a with the word and spelled out in the middle. You can email us buffalo rumlings at SBNation.com or Facebook messages, Instagram messages to the official Buffalo Rumlings account will make their way to me as well. Uh, let your voice be heard, send in those questions for next week and
0: Yon and gold bills. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze.